Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit or Miss, a baseball podcast hosted by me, Alexandra Aguila, and today we are recording episode 14, a Cubs episode. So this is the first Cubs episode of the week of the new schedule that I'm on. Um, just a reminder that for the remainder of the off season, it'll only be two episodes during the week, one on Monday and one on Friday. The Monday one is just a regular general baseball episode. We talk about all things Major League Baseball. And then on Friday, it's specifically only about the Cubs. So that's what we're going to do here today. And I'm super excited to dive into it because being a Cubs fan, there's a lot of ups and downs. And let me tell you, it has been a roller coaster, this free agency. But I'm ultimately super excited and super happy to see where the season is going to go. Um, so yeah, let's dive into it. So first things first, this episode is just going to talk about all of the free agency moves made by the Cubs this offseason so far. And I know it's not completely over. Maybe we'll add a guy, sign a minor league contract, or maybe just pick up someone. Um, but I think for the most part, the Cubs are done with the big moves you know I don't think they're going to sign anybody for a really big contract anymore because um, we're basically set in stone maybe it's not how a lot of fans want to see it but ultimately we pretty much have everyone and we have everyone in a set position um, so yeah so I think free agency may be over for the Chicago Cubs but I don't know maybe they'll surprise us later on so anyways we're going to talk about all the signings all of the new Cubs that we're going to welcome in this season as well as the Cubs that we had to say goodbye to and the players that had to, or they didn't have to leave, but the players that did leave um, that we were sad to see go. So without further ado, let's get into this. So I'm first going to start with the players who left. You know, let's talk about the bad news first and then we can end it with the good news. I feel like that's the best way to go about this episode. So as we know, Wilson Contreras is one of the big names in baseball who his name was circulating around free agency. His contract was up this year with the Chicago Cubs. There was a lot of um, rumors going around during the trade deadline. I think that was like the prime time where everybody really thought that he was going to be traded. He was going to go um, just because the free agency market was so high and at the same time who didn't want a veteran catcher an all-star catcher um, and I think at the same time the Cubs didn't even extend him so it was kind of like once you're in that position as a fan and then as a player you kind of see like okay this just increased my chances of getting traded at free agency since there reportedly didn't weren't even any talks about extending him um, the whole entire season so you already kind of get it into your mind that maybe I won't be returning the next second half um, and obviously a lot of emotions for us Cubs fans watching his last game at Wrigley um, watching his last game in a Cubs uniform um, him and Ian Happ too just some too emotional on that quote-unquote last day at Wrigley really really got to us but ultimately that wasn't the case and he finished out the season with the Cubs he did amazing. I mean, he's had 117 home runs in his career with a .808 OPS again for his career. So obviously he's put up really good numbers so far. The stats have shown that his whole career, he's been a really dominant player. And I think that 
when you are looking at a guy like Wilson Contreras, you're not only, only looking at the numbers, you're also looking about the type of guy that you're going to get. He's a leader, obviously him being one of those older catchers, um, but the leadership and just the mindset that he brings to the team when he was with the Cubs and I, that I know he will carry out with um, in the future is just, you can't find that anywhere else. That's something so special that not a lot of players have. Yes, you know, everybody's a teammate because this is a team sport, but at the same time, you have to have those guys who are just leaders, you know, Mike Trout being one of them. Those guys really impact your team and they make a difference and it really shows. So anyways, Wilson Contreras is definitely a player to rave about, him being a two-time all-star and just a veteran guy, a veteran backstop. One of the best backstops in the league, arguably. Um, just an overall great, great player. And who wouldn't want to have him on this, on your team, right? So I think finishing out the season, he did really good. One of the best seasons of his career. And now moving into free agency, us Cubs fans wanted him to resign, obviously, because we don't really have a catcher. Wilson Contreras leaves. Who do we turn to? Jan Gomes is amazing, but he also is a little bit older. And we know with age, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that he can't move. He can, but there's definitely a difference, right? Wilson Contreras is going to go out of his way to stop that ball. Jan Gomes is maybe a little bit slower, um, but say thing, he's a veteran guy. And I think Jan Gomes is a really good catcher, but it's not Wilson Contreras. So when I looked at it as like, okay, Wilson Contreras is going into free agency. He leaves. Who do we have now? Jan Gomes. But I feel like there needed to be a good replacement for him. Right. Jan Gomes has been on the team for the past year and he was just always the second catcher. Okay, so now what? Like now Wilson Contreras leaves. Where do we stand? So I think that was a little bit concerning to me. And I know to a lot of fans, too, is like, okay, now what? Like the big question mark, who's going to be our catcher? So um, obviously Wilson Contreras was one of the better options to keep. Everybody wanted him, especially us. But ultimately, I think it just didn't work out. Cards didn't align, and we couldn't extend him. Um, and that's pretty much that. I, I, like, I don't know. There's really not much to say because not a lot happened. There were no meetings so far as we know of. Um, I think they offered him the qualifying offer, and he denied it just like he should because he's worth so much more than that. But I don't know if I'm right on that one. So, um But as far as I know, there were really no in-depth talks about him staying on this team and him finishing out his baseball career on this team. Um, There was really nothing about that. But um, yeah, so anyways, he went into free agency and he signed with the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, ah, this uh, This is hard to talk about. Being a Cubs fan and your catcher that you've had in 2016 when you've won the World Series is now playing for your rival team. That hurts. And on a, on a personal level, because, I mean, to any Cubs fan, it's going to hurt, right? Like, especially the diehard fans. Like, ouch. Like, 
I know, you know, maybe there wasn't, like, there wasn't an intention. Like, he didn't purposely mean to, you know what, I'm going to go to the Cardinals and, you know, because they're the rival team and blah, blah, blah. I really think that the reason he went to St. Louis is to carry out the legacy of Yadier Molina, who has recently retired. Wilson Contreras was always a big Yadi fan, and Yadi being one of the most skilled catchers in the league, future Hall of Famer, it's something that you want to live up to, right? It's someone who you look, look up to, especially Wilson Contreras being, you know, not from the U.S., and then him coming and getting drafted here and all of that. So definitely a guy that you look up to, and Wilson Contreras was definitely pretty vocal about that. Um, so he goes to the Cardinals, and personally how I take it, putting, let's, let's talk about this on two sides. As a Cubs fan, as a diehard Cubs fan, it hurts because it's it's going to be hard watching Wilson Contreras be on the team that you quote-unquote hate or that you dislike or that, you know, you really want to beat this team because they're the Cardinals. Cubs and Cardinals have been rivals since forever, right? So everybody comes out and watches a Cardinals and Cubs game, whether it's in Chicago or St. Louis. So being a Cubs fan... And seeing your catcher that you've had for a very, very long time is now playing on the other team really hurts. And obviously, Wilson Contreras made a big impact, like I said, the 2016 team. But then last season, what a leader he was. When Rizzo left, Javi left, Bryant left, he was really the only one there. And he stood up and he took that position as a leader um, to be one of the only guys from the 2016 left, besides Hayward and Hendricks and Ross, um, he took the that role and he did a really good job. So it hurts personally, but putting emotions aside, talking about it uh, more on the business side, I think it's a great deal for him. He gets the years, he gets the money, um, and ultimately it's what he deserves. Um, and to be on a Cardinals team that does have a lot of history, that has a lot of talent with Arenado, Paul DeYoung, Tommy Edmond, obviously Paul Goldschmidt winning the NL MVP, um, Dylan Carlson, Lars Newtbar, Tyler O'Neill, And that's not even mentioning like their pitching. Obviously, their starting pitching is going to look a little bit better this year. I mean, they have Jordan Montgomery finally starting you know, that full season with the Cardinals and then Henesis Cabrera, Jack Flaherty, um, just amazing guys all around and they have a lot of talent. Um, and then Adam Wainwright, like, come on. Um, so I really think that he fits this team and I think he's going to bring great things to this team. I think it's really good for him. Um, but yeah, that's what I think personal and then non-personal just about the whole Wilson Contreras situation. Um, looking at it and how it affects the Cubs, um, we have Jan Gomes. We did sign another catcher. I'll talk about that a little bit later, but, um, yeah, I think that the catching is not going to be as strong anymore, but it definitely isn't horrible. It isn't horrendous. It isn't something to definitely worry about. I think there are other positions that maybe we should focus on more, but um, it hurts for, like I said, veteran catcher to leave and go to a rival team, but I know that 
he will continue to bring that good energy to every single team that he goes to, um, especially the Cardinals. So I'm super happy for him. Hurt for the Cubs, but happy for him. So that's really what I think about the whole Wilson Contreras signing situation. Um, another guy that we had to say goodbye to, Rafael Ortega, signs a minor league deal with the New York Yankees. Um, Rafael Ortega, I was really on the Rafael Ortega train. I think he was a good platoon hitter, and he came in clutch at times. There were times where he did get a good base hit when times were needed, RBIs were there, but ultimately when your 40-man roster fills up and you can't keep everyone that you had last year, it's definitely a different situation now that we are signing people now and we have um, guys with a little bit more experience. You can't keep everybody on the team. Uh, last year it was a little bit different because we were still kind of newer and we had a lot more players from Iowa and then um, yeah just kind of like mix and matching seeing who fits where things like that and then this free agency we kind of took account on all right well we're going to need a few outfielders after Hayward left um, ultimately Rafael Ortega didn't really fit the Cubs 2023 picture he was sent down and then um, picked up by the Yanks. I think this is pretty good for him. I do think he's a really good baseball player, a really good hitter um, when the time comes. So excited for that, excited for him, honestly. The athleticism in the outfield, I think, was, it was okay. But then, you know, around the bases, he stole 12 bases, but he was also caught stealing seven times. So um, it really doesn't, the ratio isn't there, but um, yeah. I'm excited for him and that opens up a lot more room in our outfield and really contributed to the guys that we got which I'll discuss later but anyways that's the Rafael Ortega thing moving on we have Wade Miley who was on our team last year and he now signs with the Brewers Wade Miley he was kind of nasty at times honestly uh, there were times where he only pitched three four innings the consistency wasn't really there and he was really battling a lot of injuries so throughout the season but um he had two good games I think and uh ultimately I really think that he can get um a few more good games with the Brewers if he stays healthy that's the big if but yeah so he moves to the Brewers and then last but not least I already touched on this on episodes prior but just wanted to mention it again I'm not going to go too in depth but Jason Hayward as we know not on the Cubs anymore we decided to let him go um, and he now signed a minor league deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So I think this is pretty good for him. He, it's obviously known that he still wants to play baseball, um, no matter if he gets a big league contract or a minor league contract. I do think that, you know, knock on wood that none of the Dodgers players get hurt, but he's definitely one of those top five people that they're going to call up. So um, I'm excited for him to see what he can do in LA reunited with Freddie Freeman. I know they're really good friends and yeah, I'm excited for that new environment for him. Um, so yeah, so that's really all of the players that we kind of had to part ways with this off season. Um, some were harder to say goodbye to as we know, but then others um, we've only had for a year and others didn't really work out the way we wanted to. So when they left, it was like, okay. I'm fine with that. But anyways, that's that. Let's move on to the newest Cubs and who we are welcoming in this 2023 season. 
So we're going to start off strong and we're going to talk about how the Cubs signed their big, big player. And that is Dansby Swanson. The Cubs acquired Dansby Swanson. We signed him in free agency. We locked him up for a couple years. And I honestly couldn't be happier. And I think I speak for the rest of Chicago and the rest of the North Side, the Cubs fans, I think we're all really happy about this signing because we were told, you know, years prior, even, you know, the beginning of this season that the money will come when the time is right. But obviously, who, which fan isn't impatient, right? We all just want our team to be a postseason winning team, to be a World Series winning team. So... Um, I think we were all really, really eager just to get one of those big free agent names and Dansby Swanson being not only a big shortstop name on this free agency market, but a big baseball player name. I mean, he had the season of his career last year, and I think he's a phenomenal baseball player. It's going to be a really, really good combination with Nico Horner up the middle that does move Nico Horner to second base, and then Dansby will play shortstop. But um, it's going to take a while, but I think that the communication there can be really, really good, and the relationship there could be good as well. Um, Like we know, the infield has to talk to people. They have to talk amongst themselves, um, talk to each other, and it's going to take a little bit of practice. So if we get a couple of errors or a couple pass balls, don't fret. Don't worry about it. You know, the good thing is is that you have Nico until, like, 2024 I believe so just gives us some time for them to work together and um, to really see the kind of relationship that they could build but yeah I mean he had the eighth most hits last season Dancy Swanson did he had 177 and that's a lot because he was tied with Aaron Judge for the most for the eighth most hits in baseball Um, he's just such a good player and such a leader player I talk about that leadership with Wilson Contreras right we unfortunately lose that but then here comes Dansby Swanson whose mentality is just winning who he wants to win he wants to be a leader on this Cubs team Um, and it doesn't only show because he played 162 games last season but just his personality is so good I watched that whole one hour interview press conference that he had when he signed with the Cubs and I enjoyed every second of it because he showed who he was and he showed what his plan was and what he was told the plan is and how he's going to go about it and what the plan is for the 2023 Chicago Cubs and what he's going to do to be a part of that plan. And I think that's really great to hear as a fan. You know, it hurts losing your leader. It hurts losing your captain, the guy that brought so much good energy to your team. But here comes Dansby Swanson, another guy who's just going to be there and he's going to replace that good energy and he's going to be that leader. Um, So I'm super really excited for that one. Uh, I think it's going to work out really good for the Cubs. I hope it does. And yeah, like I said, he just wants to win. And what fan doesn't want to see their team win? Obviously, being Cubs fans, it's been brutal sometimes. We've had some hard seasons, but knowing that this guy, that's his only goal, It's nice to hear. It's very nice to hear. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this big signing. This was, I think, the Cubs' big signing that they had this free agency. They did carry out with their promise on that. So, really good by the front office on that one. 
But um, I'm just excited to see what happens. And then, like I said, the whole entire interview, Dansby was just so mature and so respectful and responsible about the way, like, approaching, like, the front office. He was talking about how the Cubs sent him so many things to him and his wife and how um, they were just, the hospitality was there and the respect was there and they provided Dansby Swanson with the plan, not only right now, but in the future as well with all of the prospects we have coming up. And I think that's something that warmed my heart to hear Dansby say was that, you know, he looked and he did his homework on all of our on our farm system on our current players he looked into pca he looked into brennan davis um matt mervis like that really feels good because it it shows that he is a hundred percent committed to this team and that his goals are want to be reached with this team um and yeah so on another note i'm really excited to see you know what the plan was that he was talking about the whole entire press conference, he said that um, the Cubs approached him with their plan to be a winning team and to be a future postseason winning team. And he hopes that's true, right, like the rest of us. Um, But, yeah, I think it'll be exciting to see, and hopefully that promise can be kept. Um, But, yeah, so overall, I think this signing was really, really good for um, the Chicago Cubs and then as a fan I'm happy I know many other fans are happy as well so excited to see where this goes um the next guy that we signed kind of a big name as well Cody Bellinger is now on the Chicago Cubs playing center field Cody Bellinger has the experience of basically I don't think any other player has his experience that he's had being on a Dodger team and then moving over here This is his first time playing on any other team besides LA, and he's been obviously on a World Series winning team, very, very successful team in the postseason, so he has that experience, but then also being um, on an LA team that sits high at the pedestal, so they know what's at risk, you know, everybody has this big idea of the Dodgers and this big perception of them that they have to be good because they're the Dodgers. And I think it, it does get to the players. So living with that and playing with that feeling, knowing that you have a lot at stake if you don't perform well, can get to you. But he's also played with it and he's know, he knows how to battle through it. Um, Cody Bellinger being a guy who had an amazing MVP season um, early on in his career, in the middle of his career, and then ultimately um, so far it's been kind of the opposite and it's gone a little bit in the other direction but I still do think he's a really good guy with athleticism he's a really good guy in the outfield center field he might be one of the best center fielders in the league Um, we know offensive wise he's struggled and that's a that's all the talk really you put Cody Bellinger it's like his struggles on the bat his struggles on the bat I think every player is going to struggle offensively right because that's just how it is. You know, you can't be so perfect all the time. But instead of focusing on that, which he's made adjustments to and they've worked, let's focus on how he can help our team in the outfield, right? Not that we need the help, but he he's bringing something to the team. So I don't think this is really a negative signing at all that 
some people are kind of saying like you know oh but it's Cody Bellinger like he's not really good anymore blah 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 I I still think he's good I mean yes does he struggle yeah of course which baseball player doesn't you know maybe his struggle has been a little bit more drastic and more public because being on the Dodgers but he's still really good in center field yeah he's goes and strives for the ball. I mean, look at his highlight reel in center field and your mouth is going to be open the whole entire time. Um, but I think that this signing is really good, not only for us, but for him as well. He's been in a funk lately. And I think maybe his, the way to get out of that and maybe the way to kind of branch out is to go into sign with another team, be in a new environment. Wrigley is definitely different from um, LA. You know, not only the weather, but, you know, the field as well, wind conditions, things like that. So um, maybe this new environment is something that he needs to really break out of that sort of bad habits or situation that he's in right now. It's a fresh start for him, and it's also not that big of a contract. I know some people are going to disagree and say, what a waste of money that you spent on this guy. Um, But, hey, it's a year. It's only a couple of million And like I said in my episode earlier this week, one-year contracts are experiments. They're experimental. You know, you work with this guy, you help him get better. Hopefully, the coaching staff on our side can help him and work with him. And then if he performs better and he can be a trading piece, you know, or he can be better for himself, then that works out so well for him. That's so positive on his side, on a player's point of view, right? But then it also works for us because it's also another guy getting on base. That's another guy bringing in runs, crushing homers. So it works out either way. Either way, we just want everybody to get better and we just want this team to progress in a more positive way and to just overall improve. So I'm really excited about this one. I think that it's a good one-year deal. Um, Like I said, I think our hitting coaches can help him. I think we can work with him things like that. He likes those pitches inside and he's really, really good fastball hitter. And I think once he can get that contact and find that contact, get that stance aligned, he could be going back to the seasons that he's had before and kind of break out of that funk, like I said, he had. So that's really the Cody Bellinger signing. And now going to another signing, which is the signing of Tucker Barnhart, who is a veteran catcher recently with the Detroit Tigers I mean I'm not upset I think this was pretty good we obviously needed another catcher um Miguel Amaya I don't think was gonna he was not really a set and stone kind of guy it was like all right well we're gonna need a backup catcher that's really who we have to put in but now I think with Tucker Barnhart signing now you have Tucker Barnhart Jan Gomes you have two veteran catchers and Tucker's also a gold glover two times so I think it's a lot of experience behind the plate. Um, it could really work out. Like I said, veteran guy. He's not much of a hitter. I think that most of the hits that's he, that he's had last season, I guess, were platoon hit or not. I'm sorry, not platoon hits, but were like bloopers, you know. Um, but I think this could be really good. He's, like I said, experienced behind the plate. And having two of those guys is really lucky to have. And I think that's good to have as well. Um, But I still do think that he might not 
start off the season. I think Jan Gomes will still be the starting catcher, um, and then Tucker Barnhart will trickle in there, or I don't know, I could be wrong about that, but I think catcher is a position that you really got to work with your pitchers, um, especially being new. You got to work with them with their pitches, you know, how they want it commanded, like things like that. So um, I think this is honestly a pretty good signing. We needed another catcher. Having two veteran guys is really good. Um, So looking on the positive side, I think it's great. And then let's talk about, like I was talking about pitchers, let's move on to pitchers. Last two guys, Jamison Tyone from the New York Yankees, signs with the Chicago Cubs, and I am super excited for this one. Again, I wasn't expecting it, to be honest. Um, Jamison Tyone being on the New York Yankees, and he's had pretty good seasons in the past. He has really good command of the baseball, um, and he's only had 32 walks. Um, so I think, like, pitching-wise, he's pretty good. He has really good command, like I said, on the fastball, on the slider, and he has a really good chase rate as well. So I think he's going to be a good pitcher to have in the rotation, hoping he stays healthy. You know, any pitcher can get hurt. I think last season we really got hit by the injury bug a lot um, with basically almost every one of our starting pitchers was on the IL, I think, except for maybe like Keegan Thompson. Um, But yeah, I think him in the mix is going to be really good with Stroman, with Hendricks, with Thompson, like I said, if Justin Steele is still in that position, things like that, I think it could really work out. Um, But yeah, he has an average fastball velocity, but he has above average spin rate, and I've seen really good stuff out of him, so I'm excited for that one. And then last but not least, the last kind of big notable signing that we got was Brad Boxberger from the Milwaukee Brewers. who is a reliever. Um, he's a really strong guy. He has a lot of good stuff. He has eighty. He hits 87 miles per hour with a slider, um, hits 92 with the fastball. Obviously, good numbers that he's put up. He's done a lot in Milwaukee, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do here in Chicago. But yeah, so good deals all around by the Cubs on that pitching side, and that really closes off the free agency so far with a little bit more of the notable guys. We did sign a few minor league contracts, picked up a couple of guys, but um, those were really the big ones that we've had this free agency. Um, Like I said, it isn't over yet, but I do think we're kind of nearing the end. Um, Oh, and I also forgot. How could I forget? Eric Hosmer (laughs) recently signed. This was literally yesterday. That's probably why I forgot. Eric Hosmer signs with the Cubs as well. Um, Rumors were going about it for a long time. And it was really because the Cubs needed a first baseman. Frank Schwindel is now playing in the Japanese league, I believe. And Alfonso Rivas, uh, you know, you know me, guys. I am definitely a big Alfonso Rivas fan, but um, he he really wasn't up for the position. I don't think I never really saw him on the list of guys that was going to definitely for sure play first base. I wanted him to, but I don't think that's how it was going to turn out. Matt Mervis coming up, I think is going to be really good, but him just coming up, it's going to take him time to adapt to the MLB pitchers. So it's definitely different from the minors. So I think there was going to be a lot of um, working around with that. So it was pretty obvious that we needed 
another good veteran first baseman. And ultimately, it was between Eric Hosmer, Trey Mancini was in the mix, and that was really who I was rooting for. Um, Trey Mancini being a guy who was with Baltimore for a really long time, put up really good numbers, and then traded to Houston last year and didn't do so well, but um, he was he's still a really good player and really good um, defensive-wise. So I wanted him, but ultimately the Cubs acquired Eric Hosmer, who's been bouncing around a little bit. He was with the Padres for a long time, and then last season playing with the Red Sox. Uh, he was... He's definitely a veteran guy. He definitely has that experience, a little bit of ups and downs there. Um, I think that if he really gets on the good group, he can he can be good for us and he can be good for the team. Um, but yeah, I think really looking at it now, it's also only a one-year deal. So I think Matt Mervis is probably still going to be in the mix. Maybe like them two... Um, switching out I don't think Eric Hosmer is going to play more than half of the games this season Um, but as I see it right now the infield is looking a little bit better than we started off with we have Eric Hosmer slash Matt Mervis at first base and then second base we have Nico Horner shortstop Dansby Swanson and then third base could go multiple ways we still have Christopher Morrell who's a young guy who gives us a little bit more of a Javi Baez feel um he's a kid he just wants to play and then we also have Patrick Wisdom um who is a little bit older and has a tad bit more of experience he's not one of like the veteran guys but you know he's he has experience, um, and then we still have, like, Nick Madrigal, who doesn't play third, but it's just another infielder in there, so I think um, the ideal guy at third base may be Patrick Wisdom, just because he's played that position a little bit more, like, longer than Christopher Morrell has, um, but I do think the Cubs still want Christopher Morrell in the lineup, so if Patrick Wisdom isn't going to be playing third base, I think he's going to be DHing. And then Jan Gomes slash Tucker Barnhart behind the plate. Um, and then in the outfield, left field, Ian Happ. Center field, Cody Bellinger. Right field, Seiya Suzuki. Um, and I think you have a lot of options there too. Knock on wood that one of them gets hurt. I think it's a really flexible um, outfield as well as infield. So honestly, I think that Rating this free agency out of 10 compared to others and what was kind of wanted, I would rate it a solid 6. I do think it was better than av- uh, better than average and it, it may be giving a little bit push to the 6 and not a 5 because of the Dansby Swanson deal. Just because the Cubs did carry out with their promise on that. They said they were going to get a free, uh, a big free agent signing and they did. Um... But I do think improvements definitely could be made. And this team may not be ready to go far in the postseason and make a postseason run. But I do think that they they are a contending team in the NL Central. Now then again, 
they weren't the only team that added some guys this free agency. You know, the Cardinals mm, didn't make a lot of deals, but they were already really good and maybe they just got a little bit better. So I still do think the Cardinals are the team to beat. And then let's not forget about the Pittsburgh Pirates who just added a whole ton of guys this year. Um, And I think, you know, maybe... I don't know if they're better than the Cubs, but maybe they're tied. I think on paper and looking all these names, going through the Cubs lineup and looking at it, it's more of like, oh, I know who this is. I know who that is. I've heard of him before, right? But then you go and you look a little bit more in depth at the stats and everything. It's like, okay, well, the ground ball rates are pretty high. The strikeout rates in this lineup are pretty high. What are we going to do about that? Ultimately, I think that is something that we're going to save for the next episode. This episode, I kind of just wanted to talk about how the Cubs took on free agency and everything. Like I said, solid 6 out of 10. I think it could have been better, but I am at ease on how it went. So that's really what I think about everything. Um, Next episode, we're going to talk about a little bit more of how everything is going to look for opening day and how um, things are going to be set up. We're going to talk spring training a little bit, how that's going to affect some players, things like that. Um, A little bit more of the prospects, minor league system, how that's looking, timeline on that stuff, and yeah. So before I close off this episode, I just wanted to mention that a week from today, so when this episode is being released on Friday, January 6th, begins CubsCon, and I am so excited. I will be there. It runs from January 13th through January 15th. If you have not already gotten your weekend passes, go do that. And then you can also get, if you just want to go on Friday just for one day, you can also get that one day pass. So if you can go, please go. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be my first time there and I'm super nervous, excited, anxious. All the feels are going on, but um, it's definitely going to be quite an experience. So make sure to go if you can. And if not, and you still want to hear about it, you can tune in to next Friday's episode, next, next Friday's episode, actually, and I'll be recapping CubsCon and sharing a little bit more about my experience, how my first CubsCon went, and all those things, so be sure to check that out, and yeah, so that's really it for this week's episode. Thank you guys again so much for listening. I hope you guys all have a great day, and if you want to listen to a little bit more about what's going on around Major League Baseball, tune in to Monday's episode where I talk about baseball teams outside of the Cubs and what's really going on in the MLB world. And then if you don't want to listen to that and you just want to stay on that Cubs train, stay tuned for Friday with your regularly programmed Cubs episode. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Have a great day.